Welcome to my podcast. My name is Jamin Gerker. I'm a realtor in South Central Alaska, and my mission is to help people build intentional and significant legacies for themselves and their families by coaching them in real estate. And today I'm very lucky to be joined by Christy, who, you know, I helped um, her and her family move over um, here to Anchorage, um, I think almost exactly a year ago, and just due to some family, um, some family changes, they ended up, you know, moving back. Uh, to the lower 48. But while they were here, um, they actually kind of jumped into the homeschooling community. And uh, she kind of started figuring out that animal and figuring out what that looks like. So today, we're going to be talking about their experiences up here in Alaska with it. Um, I think it was almost exactly a year that they were here. And really what Christy's background, you know, was like with uh, the school system here. So Christy, thank you very much for joining us. Well, thanks for having me. (laughs) All right, so let's let's just dive right into it here. Um, what you guys were here for about a year, yeah. and um, yeah, I, I think there was legitimately more snow on the ground than <laughs> like any other time. I've I've not seen that quick of a turnaround. I think like the entire career I've been here, but that was intense. <laughs> just a little bit, like I I I get it. Like if you're just like single, like that that move's still not fun. But you guys have have all the kids and yeah. like, yeah, that, that completely adds an entirely new layer to it. So let's go ahead and talk about that. So what were some of the, the big challenges is that you have as you are uh, moving with kids and especially when you're moving into an area where you're homeschooling? Um, so moving with kids, I mean, I think it's the obvious is just the so much stuff as much as you try to limit it's it doesn't matter you're just gonna have stuff luckily for us we didn't have a baby so you know somehow that limits it to like half the stuff (laughs) but um it's true yeah but uh yeah it was an adventure just trying to um basically juggle with um, moving in and signing up for school and then my husband starting his job and um, <clears throat> how do I explain that stressful, but trying to not be stressed out because it's an adventure and it was something new to look forward to new kind of life and really wanted to get into what Alaska had to offer us. Basically um, from what we knew we were, uh obviously snow (laughs) that's okay so (laughs) we knew that but um just trying to get into like a slower uh simpler feeling of life than what we had before um yeah and then including the homeschooling um I honestly just did a, a lot of research before we even moved up um had like tablets out and all kinds of stuff just taking notes on like there's so many different programs up there. Um, and what the cool thing was, is you don't have to be in a specific area to take part in the different pro in the different schools, the charters and stuff that are up there. Um, whereas where we're at right now, it's, oh, you're going to be in this area. So you have to go to this charter or you have to sign up with this one, or they don't offer as much here in this city because it's actually based out of this city. Whereas Alaska, it was a lot more, pick where you want and pick what program works best for you. So 
in that case, it made it a, a bit harder to like limit it down, but it was nice to have the options. And I was actually homeschooled myself when I was, um, you know, a young lad in Alaska yeah. <laughs> growing up. And I've been told that Alaska is very, very homeschool friendly. Yes. Um, and you kind of mentioned being able to kind of pick the area that you go to. Are there some other things that make it, you know, friendly towards homeschooling? Um, Alaska likes it <laughs> and approves it. Where we're at right now, um, they're trying to get rid of it. Um, so the funny thing, we, we came back, but, you know, we know. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's it's just acceptable over there. It's more common out in Alaska um, which is why I think that there are more options. Um, like another bonus I thought out there was there's um, enrichment classes. Well, we started with like um, Frontier and then for the next school year, we switched to Family Partnership, but um, both were great, but it was just like both offered enrichment type classes, which was really cool because out here, because they're trying to get rid of the homeschool thing, um, they took that option away as soon as I started homeschool with my, with our kids. So, so what's, what's an example of an enrichment class? Um, it would be like uh, an example. Um, one of my kids before we moved back, went into a, an Alaska, Alaska, learn about the Alaska animals, like the zoo animals and stuff. So like one of the, so he met like once a week at the school um, and they, learned about puppets or, or puppets. No, they learned about owls and they made puppets and stuff like that. Um, and bears and moose. And they learned about the different kinds of um, tracks that they make and the different kinds of uh, excrements that they make, like the fun stuff, you know. Um, and then on like the last day of that, that particular class was a field trip. And we went to the science center and went on a hike for like an hour, hour and a half or something. Um, and checked out actual like tracks in the snow. And they're like, this is like a bunny track or this is moose or this is like, we didn't find any bear tracks. So I guess that's a good thing, but <laughs> it was just like, cool. Like they put it into, into action, um, which is like just a bonus of like, I couldn't teach all that stuff kind of thing. Like I'm no outdoorsy kind of boy scout, girl scout, whatever you want to call it. So um yeah, it's just cool to have options like that. Or other ones that they offered were like uh, rocket classes, learn how to build the rocket and um, or acting classes or poem classes or learn how to write classes like like stories and stuff. I just thought that was cool. Like had we stayed there, I actually had set out every month a different class for each of my kids to be in just as an added bonus. Got it. Now, so. as far as the like the core curriculum stuff. I'm assuming there's there's some core stuff everybody has to be able to do at least to a certain extent. And then you get, you know, some more electives, I would imagine. I kind of remember it being that way, but it's been a while since I've, you know, was obviously yeah. in, in school. <laughs> yeah. So um, from the research I did, if you do what was considered like halftime, which would be like, so you still have your four main core subjects, um, in, like language arts, math, science, history, and then electives would be like PE, art, music, blah, 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 stuff like that. Um, so 
if you wanted the full funding, you had to be in, enrolled, quote, um, in four subjects, which means you have to show the work, like work samples for the four subjects, at least, um, or at least for four subjects. So if you were only doing two of the major four required subjects, then um, you would get half, half the money, half the funds. Um, if you were in three, you'd get three quarters. Um, so like I put my kids, we were doing the four main ones. Um, and then as a bonus, I did like PE, which was cool because you could use it for like hockey, gymnastics, swimming, um, cross country skiing, like, or you could just get like a membership at the trampoline park and go for like an hour or two a week, which had we done that, that would have saved us a lot of money because we were there a lot. <laughs> but That's a good yeah. park. <laughs> yeah. So, but um, yeah, that's where at first I was, I was worried that they were going to require me to do the curriculum they wanted because they're like, you have to be in these four subjects. And I'm like, what, but what if I don't want to teach what you want me to teach? And they're like, no, no, no. You just have to be like, you pick your curriculum still, but you, um, but you have to just show the work for those subjects that you're claiming to take part in. So, which is like the normal thing that people have to do anyways, if you're involved in a charter homeschool. Right. So it sounds like you you can drive whatever you want on the highway lanes, but they're going to define where the where the lane ends. Pretty much. Yeah. So and they were less picky in Alaska than where we're at with um, with curriculum. Uh, so like some religious stuff like you, you could use it. They won't necessarily pay for it, but I could still use that as a work sample. Whereas where we're at right now is like, you can't, if it has anything to do with religion, like there's a, just no, like that's on you. Use a curriculum that we will approve. Otherwise you're not getting credit for that work that you did. And can you get enrolled with a charter school in another state and do it through there? Cause I remember like it was a North Atlantic high school, if I recall correctly, was the the charter school we technically went through, um, even though we were homeschooled, and that that gets a little complicated. I I don't know if you have any any loopholes like that. I <laughs> wish uh, I don't know about that because I know that in moving back, because um, I had asked this even before moving up. Not that we had intentions of coming back, but just the well, what if I'm on a visit? to see family and we want to go to the zoo or we want to go to a museum. And obviously that's out of state. And it was just kind of like a, um, you can try to get covered for it, but I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't put all your money on it kind of a thing. So being back here, I'm still actually enrolled with up there with Alaska. Um, we haven't fully switched. I'm in the process, but, um, yeah, so I can't actually buy anything right now because I have it mailed to this address and that's pretty shady, <laughs> you know, like, mm. so it's just kind of like a, well, I have what I have for the moment and the rest will just be out of pocket. So there might be loopholes like that, but with younger kids, I didn't necessarily look into that. So 
Yeah. I believe, yeah, loopholes like that are going to become more prevalent once they start getting to like the high school years. You'll probably start seeing more, more stuff like that. Okay. Now, in Alaska, how much how much funding is it per Ooh. child? And then is it um, like, does it vary? Is it like the PFD and it just kind of fluctuates or is it, it's been a while. I remember there being like different amounts every year. I don't know if that's just me and like remembering like as a child or if that's really the way it, it was, but yeah, for someone coming in from out of state, what's, what could they expect just for budgeting purposes? Um, so where I came from, because they don't want you homeschooling, they were pretty stingy. <laughs> so, um, I think we got 20, like 2000 or they'd be like, we'll give you 2,800, but you can only use this like 900 bucks at our little store that doesn't offer you anything you want, you know? <laughs> mm. Um, whereas, so like I said, I did uh, frontier first and they offered, at that time, 3,500, which was like double almost already what I would get here. Um, and I, that, well, so, okay, so let me fix that. If you start by, I think, October, I don't remember the exact date, but you have to be there by October to get the full funds. When we got there, it was January, so we didn't get any funds. But for what curriculum I did need, they were very nice to work with me, like extremely nice. So I tried my best to like keep it on the cheap side because um, they had to get special approval and stuff. So I don't know if that's like a normal thing, but I thought that was very, very kind of them to do that. Um, and then ended up switching because I'm a big old jerk um, to family partnership <laughs> because they offered 4000 instead. And just wanting when the winter months hit obviously you want to keep the kids involved and doing stuff so it was just that well i need money for curriculum but i also want to do um like jujitsu or we wanted to do like a trampoline park membership or zoo trips or whatever and they would cover that so we just wanted to make sure we had enough like if the kids wanted to do music in a sport we would be able to to do that um and the, in the enrichment programs that the classes that they do offer those do cost money as well but they weren't crazy it was like 25 to 100 bucks depending on how long the classes were so um yes alaska was very generous with their funds i will say yeah now well you know that's uh, that's about what i remembered but you also have to remember that's that's like the money you get for an entire year for a student and yes. up here if you're doing if you're doing some alaska type stuff like that eats up the entire budget very quickly yeah well and that was kind of cool was um at least from the family partnership one i don't know if this is a thing across the whole thing but like they offer also like uh an electronic fund so you got like up to 800 or something bucks to buy a, la a Chromebook or something for your kids. Um, they offer you internet reimbursement up to 75 bucks per month. Um, though it doesn't cover your whole internet bill. I'm like, that's a good portion of it. And you could, you know, obviously that comes out of your funds. So you still have to like budget and everything, but like, we don't have any of that here. They're like, you want to do it? Good luck to you. But 
also it depends on the grades. So the higher up in grade you'll get like junior high, you get more than elementary high school, you get more than junior high. So they try to help out with that as well, which is nice. So I don't know if you're going to know this one, but do you have like any data on like how old most of the students are that are homeschooled in the state? Like are a lot of them. Okay. You're shaking, you're yeah, shaking your sorry. head. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like I remember there being way more elementary students than high schoolers and middle schoolers, but I, I have no idea if that's, that's still the case or not. Yeah. I have no, no idea. Uh, yeah. I didn't look into that. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's perfectly fine. So what would you say the, the culture is of like kind of the, the homeschooling community here in Alaska? Like I, I remember, you know, growing up like some co-ops, some organizations that were homeschoolers, some of them, you know, did maybe one social once every like year. And that was really about it. And you'd have others that were like really engaged. And it seemed like every week there was something new going on to kind of get out there and, and, um, kind of rub shoulders with people and, um, and, yeah. you know, actually go out and do stuff. Um, what was it like in the homeschool scene here in, in Alaska? It, so from what I saw, it was actually because it's such a homeschool friendly state, it was a lot easier to meet more people, like whether it was like, even the school, like within the first couple of weeks, put on like a come and meet and greet and meet the other families and meet the other kids and um, get to know each other. So if you wanted to start some co-op, you could. Um, we were also, before moving up, involved in a, a, a Christian um, co-op group anyways. Um, and though they were full up there, they still were very welcoming um, and said, hey, we'll, we'll come, come check out, you know, um, for a week or whatever and just, you know, meet the people and um, we'll put you in our WhatsApp chat and like, let you know when we get together and like all through the summer, like they had um, park days. Like I had two different um, homeschool groups that were, I was in a group text with and it was like, Hey, park day is going to be here this week. And um, so there were two different days each week in the summer, at least because that's when you do your park days, but um, like spring, summer time, um, yeah, or like, hey, we're gonna go sledding. Like, let's go. We're we're going near, or or um, we're gonna go swimming at the Y. If anybody wants to join, like, it was just like very, very open, very, very cool. Um, because you just don't get. I I've, I haven't seen that anywhere else. Yeah, some of the co-ops and the groups I've been involved with before, like I remember thinking they just felt very kind of isolated, and they felt like you know, each family kind of had their own little fiefdom and there wasn't a whole lot of interacting with people outside your family. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, yeah, I guess that's, that's different strokes for different folks, but I kind of yeah. prefer those where you had more, more interaction um, for somebody that's, you know, maybe hasn't, hasn't even thought about jumping into homeschooling before um, someone who might be thinking about it. Um, where would you recommend they go to and maybe find out some more information? And do you have any words of advice you'd give someone thinking about doing it? Um, I was that person. I was like, no, I'm not homeschooling. You're crazy. Like, I don't have the patience. I don't have the, 
credentials, blah, blah, blah. But um, once we did it, I'm like, this is so cool because you get to see like the end product of what is happening with your kid, like the just understanding and the reading and the writing and like knowing that you are part of that. It was pretty cool. So I would say it's worth it to get into it as far as a path or like a step-by-step thing. Um, the most, the, the most helpful thing for me, and I don't know, maybe it's just me, but was a book that I was told to go check out at the library. And it was called Kathy Duffy's like, top 102 homeschool um, picks or curriculum picks or something like that. So I just went to the library and I got it and it had you like test out like how you think you would teach. And then from that, it tells you what category of a teacher you are. Are you like classical? Are you, um, I don't know all the other categories. Basically it went everything from like normal public education to like full on hippie like we'll check out plants and look at the clouds to like learn which was cool because there's like 15 categories or something I didn't even know so after you do your own test on yourself with this book you find out which one to look at and then you can go through the rest of the book and it gives you her top curriculum picks for all different subjects and it tells you which category of um, teaching it it goes with so like I like the classical model is kind of what I graded into or scored into and so I could actually look at the curriculum that she offered as good ones for classical picks and then from there I kind of just researched it on the internet to find that and nobody's ever perfect on their first year and you feel like you're struggling and and it does it takes a few years to get into it but you at least kind of get a better idea of what it's like like I personally like scripted um, textbooks. So like, I don't have to find my own, like trying to teach my kids what a conjunction or whatever, you know, I can just like read it from a book and it's a lot easier for me to move forward. And then I can look into it more with them, but I don't know. So the, yeah, I thought that's a cool option to have scripted. Yeah. It, it's a lot easier. <clears throat> it's a lot easier to get creative after you have like this, this really good structure built around the entire program. Like once you've got that structure, it just makes everything else a whole lot easier. Yeah. And then, you know, what you like or don't like, or what you like switch to a different curriculum. Cause you're like, that was a bust. <laughs> Sorry, kid. You know, but <laughs> yeah, nobody liked that one. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, they're going to learn either way. So and, and they're getting way more personal uh, uh, focus from you, which I know sometimes my kids are like, I wish I was in normal school and stuff like that. And I'm like, yeah, but normal school is like six hours. You can get through it with me in like two or three on like a long day, you know, well, I didn't go and play and I can, I can play. <laughs> like, it's a win-win. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, the cool thing about it too, is they're, learning things that are usually more in line with what they're actually interested in. And so the, the effort that they're going to be putting into it is just so much more than, than it is trying to teach a middle school class about conjunctions and, and yeah. everything else. So yeah, yeah I, I think that's really big. 
And I mean, everyone always likes to say that uh, homeschoolers don't get socialized at all. But I mean, in my experience, you either had the the homeschoolers that were like definitely fit that stereotype. That, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, God, this, this one needs to get out a little bit more. But then you have others <laughs> <Yeah>. where <clears throat> just life of the party and, you know, just just you know, just absolutely outgoing extroverted people. So, I mean, it's just all over the place. Plus, I mean, you know, you do get awkward public schoolers too. So what's their excuse? I, I know. Well, it's, that was one of my family's biggest things is, well, how are you going to socialize them? And I'm like, I got sports. I mean, I got, there's all kinds of groups you can get involved in. So. Um, yeah. Well, know. they, I mean, in homeschool, I feel like they spend a whole lot more time interacting with adults. And mm-hmm. so they're, Ah, this is going to sound bad, but they don't get dumbed down by their peers. <laughs> no, it's yeah. Like my kids, what eight, the ones that are in school right now, eight and six, and they can have full on conversations with pretty much any adult they meet to the point where I'm like, I'm sorry, do I need to take them away from you so you can get back to life? You know? And they're like, no, this is great. And I'm like, Oh, thank God. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, I can usually tell a homeschooler pretty quickly just in how they're interacting. (laughs) It doesn't take long. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So you guys, uh, you guys did move away a little bit here. We've got a couple more minutes left. Um, what are some of your, um, some of your family's pros and cons you would give for living in Alaska? Um, pros would be for sure adventure and experience. Um, the weird thing is to me, we were very outdoorsy people. So when we got there, it was dead winter, lots of snow, obviously, but like nobody was outside, but it's probably just cause that's old for them now. And for us, we're like, oh, snow, this is amazing. So um, pro in the sense of we got to, like own the sledding hills we went to because nobody was there <laughs> everyone's over it oh, like yeah. january february we're over it yeah so we like owned it <laughs> but um i guess the con it was just and it wasn't from everybody but um it just seemed very much people already have their own clicks which is kind of like what you'd find anywhere you went anyways, like anywhere you're going to be the new person and you have to make yourself fit in kind of a thing. But I think it was just harder with the, um, well, you're new, how long will you stay? Um, which kind of comes back at the same time. Like if people are not feeling like they're in, then why would they want to stay? So I would say that would be, that was probably our biggest con, but, um, I don't know. I'm going to say it anyways. Um, church was a big thing for us that got us to know a lot of people um, and got us in. And actually we met some very awesome families um, that we're totally like lifelong friends with for sure. Like we have one of them coming out in the next like month to come stay with us. So um, for like a week or whatever. So. Um, Didn't take you guys yeah. long to, to develop those, huh? No. And that's where I'm like, we weren't there for too long. It was like a year. So people would probably be like, well, you didn't give yourself the chance to, which is true, but we made some really good relationships. So that kind of shows that like there was that chance, you know, but um, 
it was just interesting because there were people from out of state that we met with and they're like, yeah, it was just really hard to meet people. So it felt like we were becoming friends with more with out of staters um, that were looking for a community. And so, um, but then, you know, the, there were some um, from born and raised Alaskan families and they were just so welcoming that my husband and I would joke around and just say like, man, we, when we grow up, we want to be like you and welcome people and make them feel good too. Cause <laughs> it's an important thing out there. <laughs> so. I mean, it really is. And uh, I mean, one thing that I'd, I'd really like to change is to be able to start intentionally doing meetups for people who've recently moved to the state. Cause yeah. there's just so many people just regularly coming and going, be it military, be it, yeah, you know, working with the, the medical field or really just about anything. <clears throat> but I mean, I, I certainly do recognize that we've um, tried to do some stuff before, but it just, just hasn't really hasn't stuck. But I think that's something we should probably be a bit more intentional about, <clears throat> about servicing in the future. Yeah. But. Well, and that's the, the cool thing, at least in the summertime um, was there were a lot of fairs and a lot of get togethers um and even like palmer wasilla like other places where it's just like all these people from the community come together so like there were chances to be around people still which was cool and see people have fun together and pr like pray with each other or just sack race with each other whatever so i mean there is real community there um we just yeah yeah i mean as with anywhere you can't just expect community to show up yeah, there's work. where you're where you're trying to isolate yourself. You have to be intentional about it. Yeah, yeah. And that's where I appreciated all the gatherings that were there once the weather was like beautiful. Everybody's like, barbecue at my house, barbecue at this church. Like it was just it was it was a cool way to that it seemed like the areas were trying to reach out and make that a big thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Christy, um, I do really appreciate your time. And if anyone listening has any questions about homeschooling, <clears throat> we'll go ahead and link some uh, some groups down below for you to go ahead and listen to in the, the show notes. But thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time.